Well, we're going to continue in our series, Behold, All Things Are New, Part 2. Amen? And um, we want to do a new thing in 2015, right? We don't want to be the same old, same old. We don't want to have the status quo just be the same that we were in years prior. We want to be transformed. We want to be conformed. We want to be, uh, go from glory to glory, faith to faith. Our outward man perishes, but our inward man is being renewed day by day. Did you know that? Yes. You ever seen in the market where they have this thing that says new product or new and improved? That's what we have to be, new and improved. Because the Bible says in the first scripture that we're using, therefore, if any man be in Christ, are you in Christ? He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Amen? Your old self, your old way of doing things have passed away. Did you know that? Are you still doing the same things that you used to do in years past? Do you still have the same hurts, the same pains, the same uh, rejection uh, syndrome? Do you have all those problems that have been plaguing you from behind? Or are you all things, as it says here, be, all things have become new? You're a new creature in Christ. Amen? You don't do the same things that you used to do. You don't get angry like you used to anymore. You don't get upset. You have patience now where you didn't have patience before. You have love for people now that you didn't have before. Amen? Behold, all things have become new. The Bible says we're born from above when you're born again. You're, you have a new nature on the inside of you. That old nature has to leave. So God wants to break through in us to have new frontiers, new discoveries, new events in our lives. He wants us to experience Him in a new way. We want to get to the depths of God's love, get to the depths of His provision, get to the depths of what He's called us to do. Amen? We don't want to be just like, oh, that's another uh, cross on the calendar. You know, I got that day done, that day done, that day done. No, we have to look forward to what God has for us. A new way, new things. That's why you have to hang around people that have that vision of God blessing and, and showing himself strong in our behalf so that we can absorb that and make that part of our lives. Amen? So we got excited about that, about wanting to be a new person in Christ. Now I'm going to show you the how-tos in part two. How do you do that? Do you just hope and pray? Oh, God, make me new. I think it takes a little bit more than that, doesn't it? Here's the how-tos. First, you have to have a desire to want to change, to be new. You have to have a dedication to want to do it. You have to have a determination to make it come to pass. And you have to have the discipline to actually break through and do it. Praise God. Now, these may be bad words to some people. I don't have much discipline. I don't have much determination. You know, you heard of that person that says, oh, that guy, he's on fire for God. Well, let me put it this way. It should be this way. The fire of God is on him. It's an inside job. God gets on the inside of you, and it's like fire shut up in your bones. You don't have to worry about it. You just have a desire to want to do it. You just have a determination to want to come to pass. You just have a... Uh, a dedication to do whatever it takes to make it happen. That's what we have to have when we become new in Christ. Amen? You know what enthusiasm is? If you look at it, if you tear that word apart, in theoism, in Godism. God in you. Amen? Making things happen. You don't have to work at it. 
You let God work in you, and it'll come to pass. So the first word is desire. Let's look at this scripture for it. It says, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. You have to have a desire. A lot of times we just pray, we wish, we hope, we ask God, maybe God, if you would, I hope that you would, maybe you would, if you feel like it, if it's your will. We don't have the desire like we need to have. It says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them, right? So getting them depends on how strong your desire is. How much will you put into these factors, uh, uh, these other factors when you have the desire? Now, when I was growing up, and you all grew up, and you didn't have a desire to do things like, you saw somebody play the piano. Didn't you want to learn, how, didn't, did some of you want to learn how to play? So we, we try a little bit, but it falls off. I tried every instrument. I, played the, I tried to do the piano, and my fingers wouldn't go as far as it, you're supposed to go on the piano. I said, oh, that must not be for me. <laughs> then I tried to do the guitar, and, you know, it's like it all cramped up. I, did, I couldn't. Uh, how do how you do that? And then I always wanted to learn how to juggle. <laughs> Didn't you ever want to learn how to do juggle? Anybody here want to learn how to juggle? Had a desire to learn? I had a desire to learn how to juggle when I was like 10 years old. So I went into my room, and I would practice, and the balls kept hitting the ground. And my mother kept saying, what is going on up there? What is that noise that keeps, I keep hearing? I go, Mom, I'm practicing. She says, well, I keep hearing the balls hit the floor. So I had to practice over the bed so that when the balls hit, it would hit the bed. So here, here we go. Ready? Oh, I can do it this way. Here, give me two of these. Okay, throw me one up in the air like it's, like it's going to be. Oh, no, right in front of me here. There we go. We didn't practice this, but here we go. There we go. Okay, so I had a desire to want to learn, but did it end with my desire? No, I had to continue to practice, to dedicate myself, to go to my room and spend time. Well, what has that got to do with anything? Well, if we want to learn how to be used of God, if we want to have the things that God wants in our lives, whatever it be, the love walk, if you want prosperity, you have to desire it and dedicate yourself to going and making yourself available to him so that he can impart the things that he wants to impart to you. It doesn't just come automatically. A lot of people just pray and say, well, I'm waiting on God, and God's waiting on you. He's waiting. He has all the promises available to us, and he's saying, now you just receive them. I've heard the Lord say to me one time, I, I, I've told this before, but when I was believing God for some money at the church, the other church, I needed $7,000, and so I went, and I was petitioning him over the weekend. I was laying out before him, prostrate, saying, Lord, you're the great God. You're the most high God. You're the possessor of heaven and earth. You're wonderful. You can do great things. There's nothing impossible for you. And I hear him say to me, get up. I said, what? He said, what? I know all that. What do you want? Put your order in. Oh, oh, yes, I need the money. I need that $7,000 of bills to be paid. So he said, you've got it. It's granted you. So I got up, went on with my weekend, happy as could be, went to church that day, and a lady came up and gave the pastor a check for $10,000. I said, glory to God. 
Amen. What do you want? I've heard him say that to other people before. What do you want? You have to put your request in. You have to have a desire and believe that he loves you, like we said before, and believe that he wants to give to us. Amen? So there's a desire that we have to have, and then we have to have a dedication. It says this in Psalm 63.1. David said this, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. Early, most people say, early don't bother me. (laughs) Early I need my rest. But he said, early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Amen? You know, most professional people, dedicated people, uh, uh, successful people, dedicate time in their craft or in their business to make sure that it succeeds, right? You don't just wake up one day and all of a sudden, unless you play the lottery, which is, doesn't happen that often. Like I think they said that if you, the odds of you winning the lottery is the same as you getting struck by lightning twice <laughs> or drowning in your bathtub or something. It's like pretty hard to do. But you have to set aside a certain portion of your day. You have to plan by reading and petitioning the Lord and studying Him. And when I was growing up, I used to play baseball a lot. And they used to tell me I have to eat breathe, and sleep baseball. You have to make it so much a part of your life that you don't think about anything else. There's nothing, that's the same thing in, in being in Christ, being a Christian. You have to wake up thinking about him. You have to spend the whole day thinking about him, confessing. Right, right now, I'm, I'm getting back to confessing. I'm confessing my love scriptures in the morning. I'm confessing that, confessing that my eyes of the understanding are being enlightened, that I may know the hope of his calling. I'm praying for the church to grow. I'm praying. I'm, I'm setting aside time in the morning because I want to see what I'm believing for come to pass. I can't just like say, okay, Lord, you do it. The Bible, we were learning all things are possible to him that what? Believe. Believes. How do you believe? You believe by putting his word inside of you so you can believe something, right? Otherwise, you're just believing that God can do it, and we know he can, but he said all things are possible to him that believes. So there's drills. When we are playing baseball, let's see this next slide, there's drills that they do. They don't get up there and just all of a sudden they're practicing, and I mean, all of a sudden they're playing, they do perfect, right? They have to do drills, practice, practice, practice. So when I was 10 years old, uh, we used to practice sliding. Anybody, like, anybody know how to slide into a base? Some people don't, even pros, some, some don't know how to slide into a base. We'd slide to the right. We'd slide to the left. We'd slide the stand-up slide where you just pop up. We would backdoor slide where we come around and you touch the base like this. And we would do this for hours, for days, for years we would do this. We would pretend like a guy was tagging up from third base, and the outfielder would throw the ball, and we'd run, and we'd out, save, out, ooh, ah, ah. We'd have fun with it, right? I did this for many years. And then one day, when I was playing in high school, and I used to be pretty fast, I used to be a lot thinner, praise the Lord. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) I have pictures to show it. And I could run like the wind, right? And so in practice, I would steal home all the time. And the coach saw me, and he said, so we're playing uh, against our arch rivals. I played for North High, and we were playing South High. And we were ahead three runs in the bottom of the seventh inning, or the top of the seventh inning. We're ahead three runs, and I'm on third base. And he gives me the little sign, steal home. 
I go, you got to be kidding me. That'd be like rubbing it in their face. Steal home? You, Ron, you know that's an insult. It's an insult, isn't it? Coach, what are, you, what, what are you doing to me? And so you're supposed to obey the coach, right? So he got into his windup, and he started to go, and I started running to home. Now, I need, I need someone to illustrate this with me. Charlie's going to be a catcher today. Uh-oh. See, he's big and bad. He's rough and tough, and he don't take no stuff. All right, there he is. <laughs> so I'm running down the line like this, and I got a bad jump, and he's waiting for me. The catcher's waiting for me. So instinctively, I just go one side this way and then slide that way, and I'm safe. And it was just by instinct. I didn't plan it. I didn't know I was going to do it. But for the years and years that I had practiced it, it just came up. It just happened. What am I trying to say? Thank you, catcher. You're welcome. Thanks for missing me, too. Get me next time, yeah. (laughs) What am I trying to say? When you meditate on the love scripture, I am patient. I am long-suffering. I endure long, right? I do not consider a suffered wrong. I, take, don't take a, I don't take account of evil done to me. When somebody wrongs you, guess what? Your instinct has to come up because what you did is you prayed for it in your quiet time, in your dedicated time, that all of a sudden it takes over and it does it for you and you don't have to do it. Can I get an amen? amen. That's, the way we, that's the way you do things. You, you dedicate yourself, you prepare yourself, you get yourself ready before you go into the world so that when you're in the world, it's just reaction. You're, you're not acting, you're not saying, well, that person done, just done wrong me. <laughs> that person just, they, do you see what they're, no. God has to take control, take in char- be in charge, amen? So there's a dedication that we have to do, but we can't be like these people here. They're just lay, laying around. That's how most Christians are. They don't want to get on the playing field. They don't want to be in the battle. They don't want to be in the game. They just want to relax, right? All right, so what do we have to learn? First is we have to have a desire. Second thing is we have to be, have a dedication. Is that right? Third thing is what? We have to be determined. Let's see the scripture. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things for many physicians. She had spent all she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Anybody been there? Been to the doctors many, many times? Suffered many things? Got the wrong diagnosis? Gave you the wrong medication? <laughs> things didn't work? Nothing, didn't grow better, rather grew worse? But when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said... And if you look at the translation, it means she kept saying, she continually said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. She didn't say it one time. She continually said it. When we want things from God, what do we do? We have to continually say it. I thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. I thank you, Lord, that you're prospering. I thank you, Lord, that you're giving me my provision. I thank you, Lord, for it. And God rewards her for that because look, here, here she is right here, reaching for the hem of his garment. She, had, she was determined. She saw a great crowd thronging Jesus, and when she touched Jesus, what virtue came out of him, and he said, who touched me? And the disciples said, everybody's touching you, but only one person touched with the touch of faith, and that was that woman, but she was determined. She said, she could have said, you know, there's a big crowd. Maybe today's not a good day. <laughs> maybe he doesn't want me to, maybe that's not the Lord's will. I'll come back later. No. Everyone was touching him, right? But she was determined. She fought through. 
You know, you ever seen girls fight through at a, at a sale? <laughs> Excuse me, I think that was mine. Excuse Hallelujah. You girls, you can be determined. Amen? So <laughs> Jesus said, who touched me? And she admitted to it. And, she, and what did he say? I healed you. Is that what he said? I healed you? Your faith has made you well. He said, I ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm just the vessel. But your faith, your faith, your faith has made you well. Where did that faith come from? Because she kept saying. She was dedicated. She was determined. She had a desire. I need to get healed. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to say it over and over and over again until I get to him. And when I get to him, I'm not going to let anything get in my way. I'm going to be determined to make sure it happens. That's what we have to be. That's the way we have to be. The Bible says that the, the, uh, the kingdom of God suffers violent, and the violent take it by force. If you want something, you go for it. Amen? Praise the Lord. There's a, there's a saying that, go, that says, confession brings possession. If you want it, you say it, faith arises in your heart, and then you, you have it. Praise God. So um, the last thing, you doing good? You ready? You ready to receive all the promises of God? The next thing we have to do is uh, have discipline. It's so easy to be distracted, isn't it? So easy when you wake up to pray and you, oh, let's see, did I turn the sprinklers on? Is the trash cans out? Did I turn off the heater? I, all these things that pop up. What am I going to do at work? What am I going to wear? We have to be determined and disciplined. I think I feel hungry this morning. And then you go and eat something and guess what happens? Out you go. <laughs> but look at, look what Paul said. Not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on. Come on, talk to me. That I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead, I press, I press, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That word press means to stretch like a runner would stretch to reach the finish line. Are we stretching, church? Are we pressing? Let's see the picture. It looks like this. The guy is straight. I want to get to the finish line. I want to reach the goal of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. I want to be something that I wasn't before because God has put it on the inside of me. He's put that desire. I'm going to dedicate myself to it. I'm going to be determined. I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to discipline my body. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have to keep our bodies in line. We can't be like this guy. <laughs> I just thought I'd put a little levity into it, you know. Are you, are you a Christian? Yeah. You go to church? No, I, 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 I don't. I don't. <laughs> you read the Bible? No, I, 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 don't, I don't read the Bible. <laughs> we, the, how many blessings is this guy going to get? Zero, huh? The guy going to come by and say, excuse me, can I bless you? <laughs> Paul said, let's look at the scripture winding down now. He, Paul says, I keep my body under. I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. We have to tell our body what to do. You're going to get up and pray. You're going to get up and confess. You're going to get up and, and go to church. 
but I don't feel like it. You tell your body what to do. Your body doesn't tell you what to do. I'm going to fast. Oh, it got quiet in there, huh? Body says, oh, no, we're not. (laughs) Oh, no, we're not going to fast. You think we're going to fast, you got another thing coming. (laughs) You start fasting, your body starts screaming. What are we going to eat? You know you got to eat. It's time to eat. But we, Arturo and I heard a testimony of this fella that his, uh, his wife left him, flat out left him, not living with him, being with, dating another guy, and uh, just out in the world, nothing happening. He fasted for 40 days, not complete fast, but a partial fast. And, uh, you know, he would go out to eat with Arturo, and we used to call him uh, crying, crying boy. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, my wife. It just, it just doesn't seem to be working out. We said, you got to do something. Petition the Lord. Let the Lord work on your behalf. So he fasted for 40 days. And then, you know, God is so good. God gave her a dream in the nighttime about how she needed to get a new life and how she needed to come to the Lord and serve him and made... Uh, someone called her and told her about her situation and told her that, you know, she should love her husband, this and that. And she just snapped too. She called her husband and says, you know what? I don't know what I was thinking. I came to my senses. Come on home. And now he's not crying boy anymore. (laughs) He's rejoicing boy now. Amen? So you tell your body what to do. I keep my body under. Least by any means, when I have preached others, I myself should be a castaway. So here's what we have to do with our body. We have to exercise it, right? <laughs> Excuses, Rear. Uh, I didn't put that picture in there. <laughs> Look at these people on the side. They're, is this comfortable? No, no. It's not comfortable. But does it produce good results? Yes. yes, it does. We exercise our body. We keep it under. We we. Uh, buffet our body. Now, some people misinterpret that and call it buffet your body. Let's see. See, this is a... (laughs) That's what you call buffeting your body. And look how happy he is. But is that going to produce any righteousness? No. no. He's, going to make, he's going to make him full, maybe for a week. But he's not going to have any fruit of righteousness. So, in conclusion, church, think about what you're believing God for, what you want him to do in your life. Do these four steps. Have the desire. God, I want to see this happen in my life. I want to see things turn around for my good. I want to see your hand work in my behalf. Amen? I'm going to dedicate myself. I'm going to set aside some time in the morning or at noontime or at night, whenever is convenient. Make an appointment with God. Say, God, I want to meet you here. Will you show up with me? I'll be there. Will you be there? And I guarantee you, he'll be there every time. Sometimes he'll be waiting for you. Sometimes he'll be calling you. (laughs) But he'll be there. And then be determined. If it doesn't look like it's working out, you don't give up. You know, well, I've been praying for a week. It doesn't seem to happen. You don't give up. The man prayed for 40 days. It didn't look like things were going to happen. But he was determined to see God work. And finally, discipline your body. Tell it what to do. Don't let it tell you what to do. 
don't, don't let it dictate you don't feel like it or I need to just chill out. No, you have a job to do. That's to seek the Lord with all your heart. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the privilege and opportunity to worship you this way. We thank you, Lord God, that we can re- realize all the promises that you have for us. All the promises of God in him are yea and amen. So we thank you, Lord God, that we have those precious promises, that they'll be rich and enriching our hearts, and we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, all agreed said, amen. Amen.